So growing up, I, I grew up thinking that that's like weird because I'm like, oh, why? Like, why? What? Why do I? Why are they saying that I belong in this like on like sixth dimension? And like, is there something wrong with me? Um, and I kind of felt had those moments a lot. So I thought that that was actually not a good thing, you know, when I was young and I was like, okay. Um, but then growing up and then actually coming into my own and, you know, and then as I was like figuring myself out with music and as an artist and things like that, um, I realized I'm like, you know what? I actually would rather be in the sixth dimension. Hello, not like I've never been here before. Now this ain't my first radio. Oh, there's not a need to tiptoe, tiptoe. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another one of our convos. Today joining us is another very special guest, Azra, singer, musician, artist, performer, multi-hyphenate, which we'll kind of touch into a little bit. But before all that, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Dario and everybody here. So right off the back, you know, you have brought the positive energy and 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 everything. So like, we're excited to kind of talk to you and see how you got to this point. So before all that, like, we always kind of give everybody kind of a background. Can you kind of tell us like your upbringing, where you're from, um, how you got into music? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was actually born in South Korea. So I was born and raised there um, and then Seoul and like Pukyong, which is a city like within Incheon. Um, and I moved to the States when I was nine years old. And I actually okay. didn't know like a single word in English. Well, actually, I, I knew how to say hello, but I only knew like half of the alphabet. And um, me and my family, we immigrated here. Um, initially, we landed in JFK because our relatives were there in New York. Um, and then we um, settled in the Bay Area. So, okay. you know, and yeah, and then I'm just, you know, I'm from the Bay, went to college in Boston, BU. Um, and I lived in New York, Philly for a little bit um and and boston and then eventually came to la which is the city i love so all right and um do you have like many memories about kind of like your time growing up in south korea before you came over absolutely and that's funny you asked because i i was having some pizza with like friends yesterday and we were talking about like our roots and stuff and i was like just going like sharing stories and stories from you know when i was in korea and as a kid um, so yeah, I, I definitely have remember a lot. And I feel like as an artist, um, you know, like for me personally, the journey as an artist started way back, you know, in Korea, you know, when I was born and when I was a toddler. So it's, it was a very important phase of my life. Um, you know, immigrating is a huge thing, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely. Okay. So, I mean, you're an immigrant, family immigrants. You have like all these different experiences growing up. You grew up, you know, part of New York and California, and then you went to school in Boston. So like you have like this wide range of kind of, I guess, influences. So yeah. what would you kind of say were like some of your biggest influences when it came to like music and like how you kind of came to falling in love with the dance in the first place? Yeah, I have a pretty like variety of influences. So growing up in Korea, my mom, um, she was a church choir singer. So I liked, I listened to Christian music, gospel music. And then she also loved like the Beatles, you know, she loved Tina Turner. She loved, you know, Diana Ross, like all those, you know, great artists back in the day. Um, even now they're great. Uh, and then Queen. So just like she already exposed me to pop music. 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then eventually I, you know, when I in Korea growing up, I got exposed to a lot of classical music too. Again, my mom and my parents. Um, and then, uh, and then basically K-pop as well, because being in Korea, you know, I know K-pop, um, you know, came into prominence and got popular pretty recent, right? In, yeah. years, in like Maybe the like Western five, hemisphere. Last five years or so. Yeah. But actually, um, K-pop has always been very like, the, the stands and everything that's been always like that. Like, oh, yeah. okay. um, so even, you know, when I was in Korea and stuff, like, you know, they had, you know, the K-pop bands there too. And, you know, so big influence for me. Um, even now, I feel like when it comes to like songwriting and, and melodies, I feel like I have, I draw influences and inspirations from then. Um, and then as I like, you know, grew up in America and just like, you know, explore more, um, I got exposed to a lot of um, like uh, rock music. So metal, um, hip hop, so I'm a hip hop dancer, even in Korea, I was, um, so yeah, I would say like, and a lot of punk too, punk rock. So I feel like I've had a lot of different musical genre influences growing up. Um, so I think with my music, you can definitely see that. Okay. And I guess, like you said, I was going to ask you about that because it comes from South Korea yeah. <laughs> and America, K-pop has become like so big and so massive with all right. these, you know, bands that have turned to like global sensations. But hearing you say that it's like always kind of been around makes you think like has, was always kind of like in this iteration of it with like these massive like boy bands and girl groups and whatnot like that or is this kind of like it's evolution over times I think definitely evolution over time um in terms of like it wasn't as global right but in terms of you know the the fandom <laughs> and yeah. The way, you know, K-pop fans obsess over bands and things like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Like me and my girlfriends totally did, did similar things when we were young, too, when we were <laughs> in Korea. And even coming to America, I um, uh, I had like my first two Korean friends. Um, we like formed a K-pop band together. And then I had a um, group of friends from my public school, so my middle school, who were non-Koreans. And we also formed a band. And that's kind of how I navigated through um, you know, like learning English, learning the culture and assimilating to America it was through the two bands, basically. Okay. I was yeah. going to ask, like, did you ever like consider doing like K-pop or like doing like one of these girl groups, boy bands, whatever, um, mm -hmm. yourself? But like you said, you did, you formed like two K-pop bands when you were younger yourself. Yeah. Well, it was one K-pop band and one, one. just like American pop band, basically cover oh, band. Okay. Yeah, but um, to your question, I would say for me, I embrace and I, I'm so grateful that I am Korean and that I have that influence in me. Like it's like in my blood. Um, at the same time, I think because I was able to kind of hone in and really like, you know, like I basically grew up here, right? From nine years old, you know, on. So um, I felt, I just feel very close to just, I don't know, I guess, I guess the American culture and just like growing up here and being able to create music that's relatable, um, you know, not just the, you know, like not just to like the Korean population, but like for our like American population too. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I relate to both. I relate to both. Um, I, you know, I 
have had opportunities and I embrace those opportunities at the same time. Um, you know, I consider myself Korean American and I don't think we have enough of the AAPI Amer Asian American um, artists out there. And we need more representation, obviously, in America. Um, so I'd like to continue to grow that um, as well as embrace and, you know, like share my roots as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it not just music though i think everything korean like pop culture is definitely kind of broken through even like the tv shows and films yes. and movies and everything like that obviously you want an oscar with uh parasite and then you have like tv shows that are becoming so big and popular um kind of what was like your feeling when you started to see like that part of your culture coming over and becoming like more mainstream and part of american culture as a whole yeah um it felt it felt really awesome especially because i know that you know, not just because it was like the Korean, like the K-pop culture, the film and, you know, specifically Korea, I think for the greater like Asian American, you know, community, I think it was it was a huge accomplishment and just like a huge milestone for the first time yeah. in so many years. I mean, Asian Americans have been around for a very long time, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it took so many years to finally get to that point. And it's amazing that, you know, with the help of K-pop and the K-culture stuff from beauty to film, like you mentioned, to K-dramas, to food, to music and everything, it's it's really helped open a lot of doors and eyes. Um, so I, I feel excited. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Do you watch K-dramas? <laughs> um. I wouldn't say I watch K dramas. Obviously, I've seen like the big ones. I, I guess oh, yeah. Squid Game and um, oh yeah, I forget the other name. There's a couple I've seen, but I wouldn't say like K. I'm not a big drama yeah. person anyway, so like I'm not like gonna like hop into. It. But I've definitely you know, heard all, of them, and I have friends that are. They all say like when you before you get exposed to it, everyone says like, oh yeah, I don't really watch dramas. You know, once you get yourself to watch like one episode of a show, oh my goodness, you will be hooked. So be careful. <laughs> okay, I, might, I, might, I might check it out. I might check it out. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I guess musically, who yeah. are some like the bands and artists that were like your biggest influences when you were coming up? Yeah. So my biggest influence, there's so many um, because I'm a singer, first and foremost, um, I look up to Whitney Houston very much. I grew up listening to her. She's I sing to her songs. She is the voice. Um, I still, you know, before every rehearsal to warm up my voice, I sing her songs. I love her. So Whitney, definitely. Um, Celine Dion, uh, singer as well. Um, and then on the band and, you know, other genre side, um, I definitely say like Queen, Freddie Mercury. Um, I love a lot of like, grew up a lot with a lot of like punk bands too, like Bowling for Soup, you know, Blink-182, you know, those guys. Um, I also listen to metal as well, like Metallica and Children of Bodom. Um, and then obviously I love like Madonna, uh, Gaga, obviously, and, and Britney, you know, all those fabulous ladies. Um, but yeah, so I, I'd say like, I have a lot of different influences. Yeah. Oh, okay. And also like, Oh, obviously I forgot to either. mention Nikki. I love Nikki. Nick, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotta put it in there too. So all the divas basically. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So I want to ask, like, you also have another part of like your background, which is the Bay Area, which is also like a very unique cultural kind of melting pot, especially when it comes to music. Like, mm -hmm. I like a, a lot of connections to the area and like a lot of artists I know. It's like, 
you get the haifu movement you get like the strange hip-hop you get like surf rock you get like all these different genres kind of mixing and blending and it was like one of the first places i've been around that it's like was fully embracing like kind of like that genreless attitude towards like music and people are just kind of into everything yeah. so how would the bay area like influence you and like musically definitely i i think you got that on point like bay area the music scene i i like i think when i was in it and growing up there and going to school there it was just like it was very dynamic like i would hang out with my metalhead friends and we would go do shows like we would sing like i would sing like pop punk shows songs and and sometimes like pop songs but then like on another on a thursday we would go to like uh like a like a dance night <laughs> they were playing like dance music like edm and then like on another night we would go like dance hip hop you know so it's like and like you mentioned the haifu movement that is classic um, yeah. And I think that's still there, you know? It's definitely uh, still alive in some parts. It's in the blood of the yeah. Bay Area. Um, yeah, so growing up, it was it was really cool. And just like the culture there, like I remember, you know, my family still lives in the Bay. So whenever I go and visit, um, I try to like kind of drive by my old high school, you know, and then also like drive by like the old haunts and like places that me and my friends used to hang out. And I noticed like some, a lot of the music venues, um, even before COVID, even when I visited before COVID, like they were all closing down too. Like they, like the ones that were around, like, I don't yeah. know, like six years ago, like they're not anymore. So I think the scene has shifted, but the, the, the energy of it is still there. And there's so much talent and like creative people there still, but growing up, it was, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> we're yeah, like little rascals running around, you know, like hanging out yeah, in garage season. <laughs> always been a kind of a favorite for me in terms of like music and like hub spots in America it's very unique so you also have like a lot of other different passions you're like multidisciplinary um I believe you've even like wrote a book before so like what are some of like your other passions and like how does that kind of like influence everything you're doing yeah, for sure. So um, I did write a book. It's called The Cupcake Theory. And uh, it's basically it's a self-help inspirational book for um, around healthy relationships and dating and self-worth. Um, and I wrote that book uh, after having um, juvenile glaucoma on my right eye when I was 19. And I basically was half blind for a couple months. And then even after getting surgery, I had to wait like a year and a half um, to heal from that from the eye surgery to see again. Um, and during that time, I had to quit a lot of my passions in music and hip hop dancing. Um, because, you know, when you have that eye issue, like it was all about like decreasing pressure, but then after the surgery, my eye pressure was too low. Um, so the doctors, my surgeon and I, surgeon and the doctors were trying their best to figure out how to raise the pressure out of my eye so I can like, it can normalize uh. <laughs> super medical. Um, and in order to do that, I had to stop all physical activity basically. And, um, and that was a really hard time of my life. And at the same, however, at the same time, I learned very important lessons. Um, I learned how important, like authentic and genuine relationships are because when things get hard you know um you know who's there for you and who sometimes isn't there for you um and i've also recently realized like even when things it's not just when things get hard you know when things get good you also know yeah. too <laughs> um yeah. yeah 
So I learned a very important lesson on that, just being able to nurture and like appreciate more um, with like those authentic relationships and, and people who are there for you when like you really are hitting rock bottom, basically. For me, it was like physically that affected emotionally as well. Um, and then another lesson I learned was like self-worth, like having self-worth and um, always seeking substance because when my eye was, when I was like half blind, it was very crucial for me to figure out and find peace within me because everything outside was just, it felt really chaotic. Um, yeah. So then after I, you know, eventually got better, I was like, you know what? Like, I think I want to like focus on seeking substance and seeking depth and color in whatever I do. So I eventually went back to dancing and obviously I'm doing music and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, that experience basically gave birth to the, my music genre. It's like called substance pop. And then I also wrote the cupcake theory. So, so yeah, so outside of music, I like to, um, you know, do like motivational storytelling. Um, I'm very big on advocacy. So I love youth empowerment. Um, so I do those things where I like go to schools or visit organizations and put on concerts. Um, so it's like a mixture of music and like motivational storytelling. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I mean, it's going to be terrifying having like, I know if your vision is going to be like, you know, hundred percent ever again, like I've never met somebody with glaucoma before. I've had yeah. a lot of friends who claim they had glaucoma with us for like other reasons. And then yeah, but yeah. that's, um, that's impressive that you were able to write a book out of all that and kind of like get back into everything. And you mentioned substance pot, which which I was kind of going to touch on, like, what, what do you define as like substance pot? Because it's kind of like your own term and definition for like music and what you're ranking, right? Yeah, definitely. So substance pop is kind of similar to what I just mentioned is it's a mixture of different genres and influences uh, for me growing up. Um, so it's like, uh, sonically, it's a mixture of genres from like rock to pop music uh, with a lot of heavy 808 like bass, you know, hip hop beats that, you know, very close to my heart. Um, that and then in terms of the lyrics and the writing, it's just like it's just music that's like still catchy and you can sing along every time you listen to it. It You know, you have different thoughts that come up mm. um, and it's basically music with substance and depth. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was, that's also that I did mention, I did notice in like light music is you do have like this kind of motivational songwriting and like uh, aspect to like your song. So that kind of makes sense that that's what you're like aiming to do. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I guess I was going to ask you how you describe your song, but you did a pretty good job about that. So um, you also, there's also mentioned like sixth dimension. Yes. Do you know about so, it? Can you kind of, uh, no, this is what you're here. Like, is what I'm asking. You're in it can right you now. Tell me what it is. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the sixth dimension is basically, uh, a sh it's, it's, it's a world that I've created for um, myself and my fellow listeners and fans and people, you know, who are free souls and basically who, um, and basically it's like, in the sixth dimension, um, it's a shift in perspective where you can, when you're in the sixth dimension, you can be whoever you want to be and you can go after whatever that it is that you want and, you know, be bold and unapologetic about who you are and your path. Um, so I always say like, you know, before my live shows or anything that I do, it's like, I like to invite everyone into this realm 
this shift in perspective, this world of the sixth dimension. And when you're in it, you can literally just be free and not feel all the pressures of the society and you know, all the noise and just be free. Um, so that's that's the sixth dimension. Uh, welcome. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank everyone you. out there. <laughs> All yeah. right. So um, I oh. guess I, what, no, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to add um, uh, the way I came up with the sixth dimension um, was, can I share that story? I wanna, yeah, I wanna, for you know, sure. Okay. So um, basically growing up in Korea, um, I was kind of like a really, really misfit, just, we, just interesting, emotive child, I, I must say. And yeah. <laughs> basically, um, I remember growing up like all these like older adults, not my parents, but like people like older people, they would be like, oh, even teachers they are like, oh, you know, you kind of like you, you seem like a kid that belongs in like the sixth dimension. And they said it in Korean and sixth dimension in Korean is like Yukchawan. And that phrase was kind of used to kind of describe uh, kids or people who are kind of just like in their own world, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Kind of okay. weird weird, whatever, not normal, I guess. Um, so growing up, I, I grew up thinking that that's like weird. Cause I'm like, Oh, why, like, why, what, why do I, why are they saying that I belong in this like Yukchao on like sixth dimension? And like, is there something wrong with me? Um, and I kind of felt had those moments a lot. So I thought that that was actually not a good thing, you know, when I was young and I was like, okay. Um, but then growing up and then actually coming into my own and, you know, and then as I was like figuring myself out with music and as an artist and things like that, um, I realized I'm like, you know what, I actually would rather be in the sixth dimension. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Like I'd rather be in the sixth dimension and, and be free and, and not judge others or or feel judged you know what i mean so yeah that's kind of and i was like you know what i'm gonna help grow and spread this sixth dimension um you know and and share a new perspective that's kind of how i came to like embrace the word sixth dimension and the whole world okay yeah so sixth dimension was like a korean phrase like a common phrase in korea yeah it was like it's called yuk so yuk is six and dimension is chow chowan is dimension so it's okay. like yeah all right yeah. so flip it into like this you know own positive empowering thing yeah exactly like yes <laughs> all right um i guess one thing i do want to ask is like your name how mm. how did you, how'd you get your name what does it mean like what's the kind of the significance behind it? yeah so um so azra basically um i it's it's actually my middle name okay it's actually legally my middle name now part of my middle name <laughs> <laughs> but basically what happened was um, I was in a studio um, writing with my friend, my co-writer, um, Natalia at the time. And this was early on before I even released anything. And I was writing and I was like, hmm, like I was thinking about my artist name and stage name and, and what feels authentic to me. And I felt like my legal name didn't feel as authentic to me um, in terms of, you know, expressing myself because um, it was kind of like, it was, it was given to me and I'm grateful for that, but you know, I, I just didn't feel connected um, artistically. So then um, I was talking to my friend Natalia and I like to say like, just have like unpeeling the layers off of the onion, right? I, I really believe we're, we all have this, like we're born as this core of the onion. And then throughout our lives, we put on layers 
with all the external influences. And then like, we spend half of our lives doing that. And then the rest of the half, we spend time to unpeel yeah. to get to that core again. So I was doing a little bit of that situation process <laughs> with my friend in the studio. And um, I was just like, and I always had this thought of um, this girl, this this little girl, whenever I was like happy or upset growing up, um, I had this vision of this little girl, like either like really happy um, or really, really sad. And that was when I was like, when I'd be doing something that I didn't feel okay about, or I was upset, like this little girl would just be like, not happy. And, and I realized that, so this is a long story, but I realized that that's the girl inside of me that I needed to nurture and express and let out. And at the same time, um, I realized the name Azra, which was a name that always like came to me, even before I spoke English um, in Korea, I always had this name like circling, like words circling in my head. Uh -huh. um, and when I was in that studio, I was like, wait a minute, like Azra. And it like popped up. And I said, I always thought that name, that word is supposed to be something that I'm like supposed to name my daughter, like my future child Azra or something. Yeah. But I realized that it, it actually wasn't. It was actually that little girl inside of me and that vision I've always had. Um, that's that's Azra. So I was like, okay, okay, like let me let her out, and that's what I'm gonna call myself. No, that's a great story. That's, that's a great, yeah. you know, I guess kind of backstory to how your artistic musical identity like came out in its own like true yeah. form. Yeah. All right. So um. Oh, before we get to the EP, I want to ask, like, you moved out L.A., obviously it's kind of like the hub of um, music and the music industry. How's your experience been out there and, like, kind of trying to, like, make your music happen in L.A.? Uh, L.A. is great, <laughs> but it is a city of that requires you, like, it's a lot of hustle. Um, yeah. You have to work really hard and because there's so much creative energy and just like so much noise in this, in this city. Um, yeah, there's, a lot going have, on. there's a lot going on and you can just feel it like energetically too. And you know, it's like, there's so many creative and talented people here. Um, so my experience overall, it's been great. It's been like very rewarding. Um, it's definitely made me experience all the ups, all the downs and I'm sure I'll have so much more. Um, but at the same time, I, I embrace it and I feel like it definitely helps me grow every day as an artist and as a human. Um, but you know, LA is a, LA is a very, very saturated place. And you, like I said, you have to stay focused. Um, you have to find your own community. Um, you have to connect with people that, you know, understand your vibe and you understand theirs and people that you want to grow and like nurture with. Um, otherwise LA can also be a very lonely place. Yeah. Yes. It's a big city, but you know, you have to kind of make it small on your own. That's all how I always say about it. Yeah, exactly. LA has great food, you know? <laughs> you have good food. That, that's yeah. one thing they definitely have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have a new EP on the way coming out, um, the 28th of July, I believe called the chronicles of substance pot the rebellion tell me about it got it you got the whole <laughs> <laughs> it's so long right uh you'd be surprised i've definitely heard and talked about a longer now longer title so it's not that bad the whole whole sentence or two paragraph title <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, so the Chronicles of Substance Pop, Poland, the Rebellion, uh, that is my upcoming EP. And yeah, it's, it's all about kind of, you know, the, that body of work basically is something that I've worked on, um, you know, for the past couple of years. Um, and especially last year and during the pandemic, I didn't release a lot of new music. Um, and I was doing a lot of just like searching, you know, myself reflecting and kind of like going within more. Um, and I really wanted to put together an EP, a body of work, collection of songs that kind of narrated and, and reflected the journey that I've been on um, as an artist. So starting from, you know, starting from realizing that, hey, you know, after all these experiences that I've had in the industry and in LA and as an artist, you know, I've realized that I want to, like, it's important to burn the bridges behind you sometimes, you know, if you want to move forward. And it's important to look within you to confront, you know, your vulnerabilities um, and, and traumas <laughs> and all of those things, as well as, you know, the importance of owning your path and, you know, claiming your own crown, I like to say, like owning your path, basically, and being empowered and, you know, living and coming from an empowered place, creating from a place of, you know, empowerment. Um, so with all of those ideas and lessons and realizations that I've had over the years, um, I wanted to put that in like a collection of an EP um, to tell that story in hopes of, you know, helping others and, and other people, um, you know, just like add value and then hope that people can feel like they can go after their dreams and they can raise hell to stand up for who they are um, and that it's okay to be vulnerable. So it kind of goes into all these different layers of the sixth dimension and confronts and um, kind of dives deeper into the different emotions that we experience as humans, but from okay. a very rebellious standpoint. <laughs> Hence the colon, the rebellion part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess what's kind of like your creative process when it comes to music and creating and kind of what was creative process behind putting this EP together as a whole? Mm -hmm. It was it was very uh, it was very self-reflective. Um, you know, I worked with some amazing people uh, to create this music. Um, so the creative process was, you know, I, I wrote a lot. I had a lot of ideas over the years I have like a notepad on my phone that I keep track of all the melodies and lyrics and thoughts and things so um yeah it, it was really cool because the collaborators and you know other creatives very talented you know producers and songwriters that I got to collaborate with they um you know even during the songwriting process we've realized that we had so many similarities as far as the things that we deal with and we we go through as humans um so I felt like with each song off of the EP it's it's really like it's it's very um I would say like it kind of captures the essence of like our human experience yeah. in that little tiny moment and that tiny little feeling and I felt I feel like it really capture that. And I hope that that can also like other people can feel that as well. Okay. And I guess, um, this is your second EP, right? Yes. <laughs> First one, I forget what's your account, but I definitely looked it up. Um, how did you know, like, this is the moment, like you had a full kind of project to put out? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. So I have worked and, you know, 
experimented and also kind of I have been honing my voice and sound for a long time, like since 2017, um, even before, but like really releasing body of work back then um, first. And since then, I've kind of kept on, you know, working on new music and things like that. And I felt that, you know, finally with this uh, EP, I was like, I finally found the sound and and the yeah, basically the sound that I've been yearning to find since the first time I stepped into the music world um, okay. and, and said, hey, I'm going to go after this thing um, and, and share my share my music and, and feelings and everything out to the world. Um, yeah, so I think that this EP basically kind of encapsulates a lot of the different influences and different sounds that I wanted to express. And it kind of, yeah, it, it comes together. So, I mean, I'm going to continue to evolve, but yeah, I feel very, very good with it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how do you think you've evolved kind of since that first project to now? So much, so much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sonically, just mentally, emotionally as a human and artist. And um, yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know anything, you know, like the more and more we are in this industry and like, you're just digging deeper and deeper into your self and others and getting to know just, you know, this world more and things like that through music and art. It's like, it just makes you realize how much more you have to discover yeah. <laughs> and learn and grow. So I would say definitely changed and grew. Um, yeah. I have so much more to go. So how's the response been so far to like the singles and songs that you have put out? Um, it's been really great. Um, I've been, I'm, I feel very blessed for that. Um, so my single All Out was the first song that released off of this upcoming EP. And um, that one was released in March and it actually debuted on K-Rock, which is a very okay. popular rock station, alternative rock station. And yeah, so it's like after all these years, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this song. And, and it's, and it's amazing because it like, you know, like I mentioned this EP and, and the songs in it, you know, with All Out and other songs, like it means so close to me and, you know, put in a lot of work and, you know, it's, it's not just that song, right? It's like years and years of work and things that, you know, I've done with my collaborators to get to this point. So yeah, it, it's been good. It's been good. So what was that feeling like when you had it? debut on the radio like did you know it was coming up were you like tuned in or you like or you just I was like I mean I I was like I actually posted a reaction of me uh in the car listening to it for the first time and I was dying I was literally I was like what like I was crying I was going through all different emotions and it's like yeah I can't describe it it was so amazing and I had friends in the car with me um and yeah it, it was a really cool feeling like, you know, okay, like so you you're not listening to radio, like, you know, in L.A. especially and, you know, in, in Arizona, Scottsdale, other places like we still drive a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like radio is just it's different, you know, like obviously digital streaming, everything is great, too. And it's it's you know, we all use it more sometimes. But when I don't know, there's something about the terrestrial radio frequencies. And when you hear that song, I was like, whoa. Like I, I hear my song through Bluetooth on my car, but it felt different. It, it, no, it definitely is different. I mean, for so many years, radio was like 
that was like kind of the pinnacle. That was like when you know you made it is when you had a song reach radio and get played on radio. Yeah. It is a little different now that times have changed, but I think if anything, it's almost made it even more special because yeah. it is so much more, I guess, more rare to kind of like break yeah. through that. Yeah, that it was, it was, it was just, out. yeah, it was just really, it was a cool moment. I was so grateful for like the DJ Miles who put me on on Locals Only and, you know, everybody at K-Rock. It was, it was just a really monumental moment. And I feel like, you know, like wherever I continue to go in this journey, <laughs> um, I'll never forget that moment. Like that feeling is just like, I was literally just jumping up and down in my seat. Yeah. So you had a reaction video to it? Yeah, I do. I have a reaction video. It's on my Instagram and YouTube. So check it out if you want. Okay. I know there was that trend of like a lot of artists, I guess, posting like, oh, my radio, my song's playing on the radio, but it was like kind of staged, I guess. But it's mm -hmm. cool to see that you like have an actual real reaction video to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I knew the show was coming on at a certain time, right? But yeah. like when it came on, it was like, it was literally completely like all just live. <laughs> that was dope. Okay. So do you have any like goals, expectations for, for the CP? Um, I think in terms of expectations, that's a very interesting word. And I feel like over the years, I've just let go of expectations. <laughs> I've learned to do that. Um, but I think for the CP, my biggest, biggest hope is that um, that it it reaches people and it 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 can touch people in ways that they need to be that benefits them and adds value. Um, I think if people can just feel something through my music, whatever that may be, um, I think I've done my job as as an artist, putting stuff out and trying to connect. Um, so yeah, that's that, I think that's the biggest thing um, because you know I felt a lot putting this together and it would be yeah I, I just want people to like vibe with it and feel good and feel sad if they want to whatever they want um and then yeah and then perform <laughs> for me yeah do you have um do you have any favorite tracks favorite tracks off of the ep yes i mean i love all my songs but <laughs> that's not for me to decide you know what i mean like yeah I'm just gonna put it out there and and see what your favorite tracks are but um I definitely I feel very close to each song in different ways because like each song has like a different feeling and different like intention behind it and and the message behind it um but I think like so far I've released all out I wish you cry and bring me the crown and those will be included in the EP and I definitely feel very strongly about those songs and all out being you know going and getting on radio and everything like that i yeah. feel very 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 special i think mine might be uh i wish you would cry oh okay why is that so. yeah i don't know i think uh, it just kind of hit hit different like just felt a little like motivational in certain yeah. parts I, I like the songwriting production was really strong i just i don't know i just it, it hit a little different i think that's awesome yay <laughs> yeah i wish you cry it's uh yeah it's 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 a very um it's a song that's very close yep so i'm glad it hit you <laughs> <laughs> so do you have um any future plans tour shows new lp maybe 
Yes. So I actually have a show coming up um, on the day of the release next Friday on the okay. 27th. Um, I'll be kicking off my summer tour at the Hotel Cafe um, in Hollywood that night. And then um, I'll be kicking off my tour in August. Yeah, I'll be doing like a West Coast tour, um, going to uh, San Diego, San Francisco, Sacramento, Portland and Seattle. Okay. And the show next week, you'll be or uh, be playing all these songs, basically. Yes. Yep. I'll be playing all of the new songs. And then more, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It was a uh, great talking to you. I really loved kind of like understanding your background and how you came to this like this point. I think your EP is is great, and can't wait for other people to like really hear it and get a chance to like you know learn more about you. Hopefully, people can go run those streams up for you, and uh, I think go follow her wherever you know the socials are. We'll put them down below where you guys are watching or listening to this. Thank you so much, Dario, and everyone here for having me. I really appreciate it. Again, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing for the creative community and shining light on different artists and individuals, you know, doing their thing. And I feel honored to be part of it. And thank you so much for checking out my EP. No, thank you for joining us. We love, you know, putting mu musicians on and kind of talk about new music that we like we that catch our ear and you're definitely one of them and glad we got the chance to speak with you and hopefully you know maybe we'll speak to you again in the future i would love to <laughs>